0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Notice in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, I started a message last night on look at the Macedonians. Look at the Macedonians. And uh, I I got started last night and didn't do what I normally do preaching this message. So I want to do it tonight. Look at verse number 1 and I'm going to do it. Look at verse 1, chapter 8. Moreover, brother, we do you the wit of the grace of God, bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Now we learned last night that little word, W-I-T, is what? Witness. And uh, what he's saying to the Corinthians is, look at the Macedonians. Look at the Macedonians. Let's read the whole text. I'll come back to that. How that in the great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality or their liberal giving. For their power, I buy you record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing to themselves, praying us with much entreated that we would receive the gift. Here's a church praying that the missionary would take the money. (laughs) Y'all didn't get what I just said. I just read it. Look at verse 4. Praying us much entreated, Talking about Paul. Uh, that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry of the saints. And this they did. Uh, uh, that's unusual. Yeah. I, that's very. I, I can't do I, I got to move. Verse 4. Praying us much that Verse 5. And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. And so much that we desire. Now here's an important statement. And so much that we desire Titus. How that he he had begun, so he would also finish in you. Talking about the church of Corinth. In you, how the same grace also. Look at verse number 10 again. When I give my advice, this is expedient for you. How that you have begun before, not only to do, but be forward a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it. Let me tell you what's happening right here. The church of Corinth had promised a large offering uh, to help Paul and help missions. They had not followed through with that offering. If you notice in verse number 10, he said, you promised that a year ago. You're supposed to have done that a long time ago, but you didn't follow through with that offering. If you notice back in verse number 5, he said, much that we desire Titus. Uh, Paul sent Titus to Corinth to remind them what they were supposed to do. And uh, what he's doing here in chapter 8 and chapter 9, he's using the churches of Macedonia as an illustration to the church of Corinth, the church that had plenty of money. And what he's doing tonight, he's using the churches of Macedonia as an illustration to the church of Corinth and show them, though they got money, though they're able, they had not followed through with their offering. So he sends Titus over there to remind them what they were supposed to do. And he says in verse number 1, he said, look at the Macedonians. Look at the Macedonians. Now we'll do something about it. I'll divide the church i be okay. I'm going to divide the church tonight. And uh, I hate to do this because Brother Scott and Miss Holly's on this side. I hate to do this. But I got to do it because y'all look more pitiful than they do. <laughs> so, Brother Randy, your side tonight, Brother Robert, y'all going to be the Corinth church. If I was starting a church, Brother Jeff, I wouldn't name it Corinth. That is the most carnal church in the Bible. So, I want y'all to be the Corinthians tonight. I like you, Brother Stan, but I like you. I like you. And uh, I want y'all to be the Corinthians. And I want y'all to be the Macedonians. You'll appreciate me for doing this this way. I want y'all to be the Macedonians. Uh, I want y'all to be the Macedonians. And this is what I'm getting ready to say tonight. They were poor and pitiful. (laughs) You're lying, But anyhow, they they were poor and pitiful. And what Paul is saying in verse number 1 is simply this. Corinthians, look at the Macedonians. In other words, what he's saying is, y'all promised an offering, you didn't pay it. You're supposed to give that mission, you didn't give that offering. You promised it a year ago. I'm in the Bible, is everybody listening to me? And you didn't do it, so he sends Titus over there to remind them what they're supposed to do. Now what he's doing in chapter 8 and chapter 9 he's using these little churches of Macedonia as an example or an illustration to the church of Corinth. And he's saying look at them. And by the way, look at them. Look at them over here. I, I mean, look at them. They look kind of poor, don't they? They look kind of pitiful, don't they? And if you remember last night I told you we're going to look at the churches of Macedonia. That's the title of the message. And looking at these churches tonight, we can learn some things. It was the churches of Macedonia that put the Apostle Paul on the mission field. It wasn't the church of Corinth. It wasn't the church at Jerusalem. Uh, but it was the church of Antioch that sent him out. That's another message. And, uh, but here's what I going to say to you tonight. Uh, Paul is saying to the Corinthians, watch the Macedonia. Don't you see what they are tonight? And I'll just say this again before I go about through the outline. I'm amazed when I cross this country preaching missions. Who it is that's getting a job job done in missions? You'd be surprised if you knew what I knew tonight. It's not the churches with the high steeples with the large numbers. I'll promise you that tonight. It's them and therefore and no more. They don't think about nobody else. It's their ministry. But I'll tell you tonight, God is interested in a world that's lost without Christ. A world that's lost without Christ. By the way, you can tithe. Uh, let me say it this way. By the way, you don't have to tithe and you don't have to give the missions and you won't go to hell. I said you don't have to tithe and you don't have to give the missions. You won't go to hell, but somebody else will. Uh, or at you know somebody else will. So what Paul does tonight, he uses the churches of Macedonia as an example of that rich crowd over here. And uh, Paul is saying, look at the Macedonians. Now to summarize this message tonight, I'll give you eight words. How many did I give you last night? All right, we're going to look at all of them again tonight. Word number one was what? And we saw in verse number 2 their circumstances. We found out they were poor. We found out they were in poverty. We found out they didn't have anything at all. But yet they believed God and yet they trusted God. We noticed that word circumstance last night. Number 2, we looked at number 2 word. What is it? A given church is a happy church. We saw that in verse number 2. Have their deep poverty, the abundance of their joy. And a given church is a happy church. Come on, help me now. We are a given church, and uh, it's, it's a happy church. Then number three, another uh, thing that Paul wanted the Corinthians to Corinthians see about the Macedonians, They were not only a circumstances with their cheerfulness, but then he said, number three, look at their condition. And uh, they were in deep poverty. And again, I'll oh, just say this to you tonight. Faith promise is not designed to to give. People's got a lot of money. That's all it's designed to do. Now people got a lot of money to give faith promise. But I'll tell you that. You don't have to have a lot of money to give faith promise. It's trusting God. Indeed. You'll say well preacher you can't get blood out of a turnip. I can't but he can. Hey he bring beauty out. Yes. he bring light out of darkness. He bring beauty out of ashes. Hello. Yes he can. Now, and I'll tell you something of that. Listen to me. How they were in deep, deep, deep poverty. I've got a hundred stories in that envelope that I picked up in the last 40 years preaching mission conferences. i tell you some of them stories in that envelope tonight. you won't believe it. How it's not the people that's loaded with money like Brother Robert. How, how are you listening? She said, I ain't seen none of it, but it I'll promise you tonight their condition. We saw their condition. I gotta move to get done. Uh, number three, we saw their condition. But also last night we saw something else in verse five. What was it? Consecration. You know what they did? Uh, they gave their self. Look at verse number five again. I'm moving, but look at verse five. And this they did not as we hope but first gave their own selves to the Lord, and then undust for the will of God. You'll never be happy till you give yourself to the Lord. I'm not talking about salvation, I'm talking about after salvation. I'm talking about Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Are you listening to me tonight? Hey, there was a day in my life, my wife and I, I went to an altar to Billings Hill Baptist Church, Triple Hill, North Carolina, probably 1971, laid ourselves on the altar. Our life's never been the same since. Oh, Brother Jim White was preaching that night. I've never, never been the same since that night. Yep. And I'll tell you something now God wants you. I said, God wants you. Yes. <laughs> Now, boy, I had mamas and daddies get mad at me down through the years preaching mission conferences. Because they was afraid their children was going to surrender to missions. Well, hallelujah. Yep. Well, my soul, I'd rather my son being a minister tonight than to be the best race car driver in the world. Or be the best football player in the world. Are you listening to me? And I'd rather my daughter be preaching tonight than uh than be the uh, whatever. I shouldn't say to him tonight. Consecrate, they gave themselves to the Lord. Paul said, "Look at their condition. They don't have anything. Look at their consecration. They've gave themselves to the Lord." Yes. I'm not done with that, but I got to move. And I'm gonna say this one more time: the same grace that freed you from your sin is the same grace that will free you from yourself. Yes. We like ourselves pretty good. I'm telling you, we like ourselves pretty good. But I'll tell you what: know you're not that your body's a temple of God. Yes, sir. You're not your own, you're bought with a price, therefore glorify God, and you body in your spirit, which is God. Well, number six word, I'm not done with that, but I got to move. Number five word, I'm sorry. We we saw them in the first five, and they're good ones. But don't you notice number five? Watch number five. Cooperation. Notice this with me. Notice in verse number four, chapter eight. Now you can see who's involved right here. Watch your Bible. Pray in us. That's Paul. praying and us were much entreated that we would receive the gift and take upon us a fellowship as the churches and ministering to the saints. Notice who's involved. Paul's involved. The churches are involved. The mission field's involved. Look at chapter 9. Flippy page. Chapter 9. Watch this verse. Look at verse number 7. Every man every man as he has purpose in his heart so let him give now I want to ask you a question tonight cooperation how many people here tonight wake people up how many here tonight now I'll tell you all to be involved for I'm talking about cooperation every man every boy girl, every mama yeah. every daddy that's all to all be involved in missions now. God is interested in the world going to hell, as a matter of fact he's so interested in it, he gave his only begotten son Amen. and uh, he's interested in that tonight and he's also interested in that in everybody being involved in it tonight I, I made a last night about the church I used to pastor giving over $200,000 a year to missions we the a policy at that church if he came to our church, you give the missions. Every Sunday school class give to missions. I guess I had twenty-one. I think twenty-one Sunday school classes. Every Sunday school class give the missions. Uh, uh, the ladies' outreach gave the missions. Uh, uh, matter of fact, we had a policy: if you walked across the property, even if you weren't a member, you had to give an offering to missions. <laughs> all right, listen, and I'll tell you all to be involved in missions in Amazing Grace. Everybody, everybody. Bible said, every man. That means everybody. That means everybody. You remember the Great Commission? Go ye. Yeah. And by the way, you know what that means? That little word ye, why you know what that means? That means everybody. It's the same scripture. Saint Jesus said this also. Ye are the light of the world. Yeah. It's the same word. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll just say this to you now. Everybody. That means all the saints. That means all the servants. That means all the sons. That means everybody. He didn't say go them. He said go ye. And I'll tell you something now: Either you go or you send somebody. And uh, co-laborers tonight. We're, we're co-laborers. And I'll say this tonight. Cooperation. Everybody. 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 Everybody ought to be involved. Amen. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Take pee off that. What do you have? Reach. Take R off that, what do you have? Boy, y'all smart. Huh? You take P off, you got reach. You take R off, you got each. Each means everybody. Don't mean this. It means everybody. And I'll tell you something about Listen to me. God wants everybody involved in missions tonight. Uh, you say, preacher, I, I, I know it's for the, the preacher I ought to do it. And Brother Matt back out, he ought to do it. He's a dick and he ought to do it. And uh, anybody got as much money as Brother Robert, he ought to do it. And, uh, and Brother Stan over here, you know, he makes $300,000 a year. He ought to do it. Let me tell you, you ought to be involved in missions at, at Northwood Baptist Church. What's the name of this church? Amazing Grace. You, know, you ought to be involved in missions here. I'm going to tell you, all ought to be involved in missions. Somebody just woke up. I'm glad you woke up. Amen. Hey, everybody, everybody, talking. I said everybody ought to be involved. Take your Bible just a minute. Look to Philippians chapter 4. In Philippians chapter 4, listen to this while you're turning. Philippians chapter number 4. Isn't a thing in the world, but a thank you letter from a missionary to a church. Look in Philippians 4. Man. I can do all things in verse 13 through Christ which strengthens me. Notwithstanding you have done well are you well done that you communicated with my afflictions? Uh, now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving. You only That's on his second missionary trip. Well, look at the verse again. Uh, you know you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia no church communicated with me as concerning, concerning giving and receiving but ye only. For even in Thessalonica that's that second trip even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again under my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that am bound to your account. Paul said, I have all, and am full, and have received the benefit of things which are sent for me. Notice who's involved. Well, look look, compare at me. Uh, the church of Philippi's involved. church of Thessalonica's involved. Paul's involved. and involved. Uh, if Titus is involved because he's the one that brought the offering to it, you say, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to get you to see this now. Cooperation. Yes, Cooperation. Yes. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, i tell you one thing. I'd go down to that Amazing Grace Baptist Church if they'd just let me have a part. Here you go, honey. Yeah. We go, we're yeah. going to give you a part. Are you listening? And all God wants you to do is just trust Him. He'll meet the need. Cooperation. Cooperation. Everybody. I, say everybody. I say everybody will be involved. His last command on planet Earth ought to be our very first concern. Last words, Brother Robert. Last words. I've seen a lot of people pass away in my ministry. I've seen them beside Brother Billy seats his bed the other day when they, when they pulled the respirator off and he drew his last breath. I, I've seen a lot of people leave this world. As a pastor for almost 40, I've seen a lot of people die. And... Uh, when they're dying, them last words, boy, those families will get around. They'll get down. And I, I remember, oh, I just seen that. I, 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 they'll get down because they want to hear that last word. You know what his last word was on planet Earth? Go you into all the world. I've died for the world. I've given myself for the world. I've been a sacrificial lamb for the world. Go tell the world. Are you listening? Yes. Oh, brother, hear me tonight. Cooperation. Cooperation. Everybody. You're so to preach. I'm just going to let this thing fly by this year. If it works, I'll do it next year. Well, it's a good possibility we won't be here next year. I pray to God we won't be here next year. I'm quit watching news as of today. I mean that. I, I mean that. After election, I'm done with it. I, 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 I'm done with it. And, and I'm probably done with it after that too. I'm going to tell you one thing. We're headed down a dark road. But you know, you talk about revival in America. You study about, I'm off course, but you study about revival. A lot of times revival comes in times of persecution. God might be going to give this country a Bible, but he also may be getting ready to give it what it deserves. When you murder millions of babies every year. Are you listening? But, 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 but they got to get back on course. Christ died. And I'll tell you, opera, uh, cooperation, everybody, everybody will be involved. How I many here? Raise your hand. How I many feels like a human being? Raise your hand. How I many feels like a dog? Don't do nothing. Look up here, listen. I'm trying to tell you cooperation. By the way, there's three kinds of missionaries. There's a go missionary. There's a co-CO. There's a co-missionary. And then there's a no missionary. Classify yourself. Everybody can't go, but everybody can co. Huh? I, I, I don't want to be a no, do you? No, I don't want to be a no. I got no all my life. I don't like that word. <laughs> so I want to say to you tonight, hey, three kinds, there's a go, there's a co, there's a no. Everybody, everybody, everybody. I got to move. Number three, number four, what's our next point? Number six, what is it? Oh, boy, I'm glad we're at this point. Look in your Bible. Here's one the most misunderstood quoted verse in the Bible. Look in your Bible in verse number seven. Every man, that's who ought to be involved operation. Every man according to his purpose in his heart so let him give, not grudging in our necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Notice the collection tonight. And, and don't cut me off what I'm getting ready to say to you. That verse is not talking about tithing. You'll say, well now wait a minute preacher, it says, every man according to his purpose in his heart. Can I tell what that means? It's that that God puts in your heart about faith, promise, giving. This has nothing to do with tithing. Look up here and listen to this. You don't purpose or not purpose to tithe. That is a concrete doctrine that has never changed. You better thank God it hasn't changed. Joe Biden's going to raise taxes, but our our, uh, tithe tithe never does change. And and listen, to it it don't change tonight. Tithe hits the tent. And boy, the pastor brought a message a few weeks ago when I was here one night. A great message on tithing. And he started all the way in Genesis, come all the way through the Bible with it. I don't need to preach out tonight. That verse, it's not according to your purpose in our heart. Purpose in your heart don't have... Listen, you tithe, will your purpose in your heart do it or not? Because it's already his. Listen to me. Uh, I, every man according to your... It's not your purpose or don't purpose. It's already a concrete doctrine. Uh, we know what to do. We know when to do it. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. We know when to do it. That's Sunday. Uh, we know where to do it. That's the church, not not Jimmy Swagger. Uh, all right, listen to me. That's the church. It's the house of God. And uh, I, I, the people talk about the local church. Now, I'm going to be nice right here, but I, I get a little disturbed about this. and talk about how they believe in the local church and they're a member of a church 300 miles away. And how are you going to be a part of a local church like that? Huh? And again, I, I, my wife watches Jimmy. I don't watch him, but I noticed on TV the other day. She likes that singing on there. And I noticed the other day when Donnie was reading all that, he had about 100 new members, TV members. And boy, he really did give them the red dress, brother. You know why he gave them the red dress? Get that tithe in there. But I'll say them ding that don't never see him and will never see him, call him when you get in the hospital. I said, call him when you get in the hospital. I'm preaching good. You're looking at a local church preacher. Are you hearing me tonight? And I'll tell you this tonight. The tithe goes to the local church. It don't go, I was on radio 35 years. It don't go to a radio preacher. It doesn't go to a TV preacher. Uh, that tithe. But and, and, and but, 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 but get to get my point right here. Every man according to his purpose, that purpose. That, that God has put in your heart. The the collection he's talking about right here is simply all about a faith promise offer. That's the whole context of chapter 8 and chapter 9. And it's that commitment that God puts in your heart. Look up here. Faith promise is not a pledge. It's not a pledge. Faith promise is not something that you just up in your mind decide to do. Faith promise tonight is not something that if you don't pay it, he's not going to come and see you, cause he ain't, ain't no name on our for a name, ain't no place for a name. It's an individual thing between you and God. I, I'm not smart, but I, down through the years, I picked up the phone probably a hundred times, close to it and called a preacher and said, will you give me a definition of faith promise? Oh yeah, it's that mission offering. I said, that's a good definition. Uh, yeah, I know what faith, it's that, it's that pledge we make. I said, thank you for your time. <laughs> it's not a pledge. It's a commitment that God puts in your heart. I double dog dare you to pray and ask God what he'd have you to do through missions this next year. I, I won't say that again, and say it the right way. I double dog dare you to pray and ask God what is it he wants to do through you in missions this year. It's between you and God. Every man according to his purpose in his heart, that commitment that God puts in your heart tonight. Uh, again, it's not something that you uh, come up with yourself, but it's a commitment that God so puts in your heart. Uh, and, and, and I've done it. I've done it a thousand times. Now, come on ushers, let's receive the offering. The Bible said God loves a cheerful giver. I've said it a thousand times. And he does, does love a cheerful giver. But it's not talking about tithing. Read your Bible in the context. It's talking about faith promise. It's talking about a mission offering. Then I'm going to get, to get to one of my main points. Number seven, what's that word? I said there's eight words that will let us see the heart of this Macedonia church. Are y'all seeing it? Look at them. Look at their condition. Look at their collection. Look at their cooperation. <laughs> That's a, that, that just like a church of Corinth. There's Israeli Bell as a devil. What do we, they want. Man, that next made the turn. Look that way. Right. Listen to me. Notice, notice this tonight. You don't see their collection. But Paul is saying to that church of Corinth, I want you to look at their confidence. Look in verse number eight. And God is able. confidence and God is able well I got a message I preach on that I wanted to preach it this week the Lord ain't going to let me have that direction and God is able you say the coronavirus is going around God is able you say well preacher the what we're going to do about the election I'm going to vote for who I'm going to vote for I hope you vote for the right one too but that's not going to change my giving that's not going to change my thoughts and I'll tell you, he'll be, he'll be as much God after 2021 uh, uh, as after he is right now because it take that long count the votes. Are you listening to me? <laughs> I, I'm telling you now, listen, confidence, confidence. You know what Paul saying to that church of Corinth? Look at their confidence. Men, they don't have anything, but they've trusted God. They believe God. They've trusted God. And Paul said, hey, look, you didn't only give me one offering. You give me two offerings. On that second trip, you sent me another offering. It wasn't that I desired your money. I desired fruit. I like preaching the Bible. Are you listening? Look at verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Let me tell you something confidence. Listen to this statement. I've been preaching mission conferences 40 years. That's the truth. And I have never yet went into a church and preached on faith, promise, mission, giving. And somebody come back and tell me, preacher, I did exactly what God told me to do, and it didn't come in. I have yet to have anybody come back, Brother Randy, and tell me that. I'll just give this one quick illustration. I was preaching at a mission conference several years ago. I met some guys in Germany. Germany. Well, I was over there preaching been there several times and preaching in the country of Germany and I was preaching in the military and I met some guys over there and they wanted to rec- recommend Bible college close somewhere in Carolina and I said yeah go to Calvary Baptist That's when Brother Baker was there and I said go to Calvary Baptist as far as I know it's a good Bible college today but I said anyhow go to Calvary Baptist when you get out of the military move to North Carolina and go. To the-. And so he did and I was over there preaching mission conference Dr. Roger Baker years ago and uh that man had a great conference that week. Great conference. On Saturday night, was having their national supper. And that guy that moved from Germany over there with his family had a wife, had two or three little kids, kind of stair stepped like this. And uh, he would come up to me on Saturday night. And he said, uh, I want to ask you a question. I said, What's that? And his little wife standing here with tears in her eyes. He said, uh, What do you do if God puts a figure in your heart to give the faith, promise, mission, give giving? God puts a figure in your heart to give and you know if you put that down and try to do what he said to do, there will not be money to pay the light bill. there will not be money to buy groceries there will not be money and he went down the list well, I'm a papa. that's a pretty tough question on a papa looking down at them little youngins mama's seen I with tears in her eyes he said preacher what am I supposed to do I stood there and I looked at him, Brother Robert, and I said, Sir, if God put that on your heart, I said, if God, don't you do something stupid or foolish. But if God put that on your heart, and that's what you're supposed to do, Sir, my advice to you is obey God. And I left. I preached that Sunday. It was the last part of that meeting. I left. I was gone for several months. Went back. Brother Baker had me to come back and preach. In the Bible college, in the chapel service. I walked in that day to do the Bible college chapel service. And that brother met me in the door and said, I won't see you when you get done preaching. And so I said, okay. Preached that morning, got done preaching. He called me out and we got out together. Looked at it with tears ran down his face. He said, preacher, this won't tell you something. I said, what's that? He said, I've done what God said to you. He said, all my bills paid. Youngest as got food, kids got clothes on the back, time, everything's paid up. Preacher, God's faithful. <laughs> Confidence. Are y'all hearing me preach tonight? And you get to see him do it. Yes, sir. Oh, brother, hear me tonight. I'm telling faith promise we'll do something for you, man. You can't be living by faith, trusting God by faith. And by the way, I'll just say this. Whatever you're giving the missions now, don't stop. Don't stop. I mean, Brother Rob, if you're giving 300 a week now, don't stop. Don't stop. Faith promise is designed to add to what you're already doing. I, I, I mean, if you keep doing what you're doing, there's no faith involved in that. You've done seen him do that. Huh? Confidence. I have, a, I have, I have hundreds of stories. And there are not be any hand lies. You know what God can do. God can take your vehicle that normally gets 20 miles a gallon. He'd make it get 40. I wish I had time to tell you about a story that happened to me when I was going to Alabama and had turned around and come back and didn't have no gas and couldn't get no gas. Huh? You say, "You're crazy. No, God, He knows how to work on cars. He, he, he knows how to make him tars just keep on running on and on and on. oughta been out right 15,000 miles ago. They just keep on going. He knows how to decrease your expense. He knows how to lower your light bill. He ain't he, he, he got a bit of problem tonight. He's not nervous. He's not upset. He's not biting his fingernails wondering what's going to happen next. No, he's just looking for somebody to trust him to take, uh, trust him by faith, to get people on the mission field to reach a world with the gospel. That's what he's interested in tonight. and I'll tell you cooperation and no cooperation. I'm but confident God is able this evening. Listen to this: I got the bill) <laughs> Pastor, he told me to do that. Look up here at me. My daddy, my daddy pastored Primitive Baptist churches to 1960 or 1961. In 1961, daddy started Primitive Baptist churches don't believe in tithing. Primitive Baptist churches don't believe in going all the world. Most Primitive Baptist churches are so Calvinist, it's unbelievable. So daddy in 1960, 1961, pastor named Primitive Baptist Church. I'm taking the church right now as pastor. And uh, daddy started preaching on tithing and going to all the world and preach the gospel and support missionaries. Daddy started preaching at the Primitive Baptist Church. It wasn't just a few weeks my daddy was an evangelist. <laughs> they ran him off. And in 1961, my daddy went and joined Maple Springs Baptist Church, first independent Baptist Church I ever knowed of my life. I didn't know about no independent Baptist. Daddy's joined that independent Baptist church. He didn't stay there long. He's always pastored. And I, up to that point, I just a child. Up to that point, every evening when we got home from school, my mama would always say, Why "Don't you go up to the store up the road, just just about as far from here to." the other road down here and she'd write out a list on a brown paper poke y'all don't know what that is and uh, tell these ladies what that is after <laughs> service she'd write down what she wanted and Brother Scotty would go up there and I'd give that list to Mr. Thorpe and I'd say Mama said come get this and there'd be two of us and uh, they'd put it in a poke and <laughs> and, <clears throat> and, and I'd always cheat I'd reach in that cooler over and get me one of them five cent popsicles, and uh, they put it in the bag. And I'd say, to Mr. Tharp, Daddy said, Mama said, put that on Daddy's ticket. He'd be in Friday to pay the bill. I have seen my Daddy go in that store and take his entire check, chatham blanket, and lay it down. It wouldn't pay the grocery bill. He'd go. He'd start in the hole next week. But when Daddy when Daddy started tithing, and when Daddy started giving the missions, our family took on Ralph Hoffman. He's in heaven now. Brother Ron Young's father-in-law. Ralph Hoffman and a missionary in Canada. I didn't even know what a missionary was. My, our family took him on by faith. Daddy started tithing and started... I, 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 he didn't know what faith promise was, but he was doing it. And took on that missionary by faith. When that happened, there was never another day in my life that I went up to the store and said, Daddy said, charge it and it'd be in Friday to pay it. Somebody hold my mule while I shout. You done got into town too late? To tell me it don't work. Confidence. 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 I, I, I Listen, it's fun to live a faith. I, I went to church a time or two and, and just about not even hardly had my faith promise. And Brother Stan, somebody had come up to me. I'd say, Dear Lord, and by the way, Faith promises i designed to pray about it every week. Ask God to give it to you. I, I, I'd be in church, and somebody woke up and shake my hand. And when they shake my hand, I'd feel something. I like feeling something. I'd feel something. I'd slide that, brother, coat, I'd slide that down my pocket. You know what the strangest thing happened to me when I put that in my pocket? I'd have the awfulest urge to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> And I would go. I would go in the. I would go in the bathroom and I'd pull it out, and that'd be my faith promise. Hey! Don't tell me it don't work. God's interested in the world. Going to confidence, confidence, confidence. Oh, yeah. He'll do it. He'll do it because he's interested in the world that's lost without God. Yep. Eight. Somebody read me verse 15, chapter 9. Read her aloud. But thanks be unto God give us, us that unspeakable gift. What's the word up here? You know what God is saying to that Macedonia church? He's talking to the church now. He's not talking to the Corinthians. He's talking to the Macedonia church. Look up here and listen to me. You know what God is saying to that Macedonia church right now? case you get haughty and think you really have done something and think you really have given a gift you compare your gift to my gift <laughs> uh, that's what he's saying and I want to tell you because of that unspeakable gift thank God you and I can have a part in reaching yes, the world preacher I can't give I don't have anything wonderful preacher I'm maxed out great Preacher, it's No way. Wonderful. Y'all think I'm crazy. It's not what you can do. That's not what faith is. By the way, can I ask you a question? Will you come piano so I quit preaching? But don't start playing. Just come. <laughs> can I ask you a question? Are there any faith at all involved in what you're giving the missions right now? God in this Bible is a God that operates in the realm of faith if you want the blessings of God and the benediction of God and I'm going to deal with it Sunday morning you trust God by faith it's amazing I I never cease to be amazed as a missionary all those years with Macedonia you don't need to hear what I'm getting ready to say because you're going to have to do this and you're going to have to do it and you're going to have to do it, and you're going to have to do it, so don't y'all listen to this. All them years I was in Macedonia, I have never picked up a phone and called a preacher after asked a meeting. Never. Not one time. Not one. And by the end, 1999, I resigned my church, and in three months, I hadn't called a preacher, hadn't done anything. In three months, I'd fully support. More than support. You. More than support. <laughs> Keep calling. Keep calling. Keep calling. Because you do what you can, he'll do what you can't. You say, Why didn't you call? I didn't have time. Man, I had to, I had to ground running. God just done it. God just done it. That's three years. I can't believe what God does in my life. I'm not bragging. I'm bragging on God. I left a tremendous salary. Church was good to my wife and I. I even had some of them guys there tell me, preach your grace. You're leaving it all. You'll starve to death. And you see pretty good with your glasses. I look hungry. <laughs> him.